and welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, February 21st. We are here live. It is time for Destination Health. We don't have any guests. I see calls are already starting to come in, so that's good. Jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. couple things I do want to talk about before we get started, nothing major. You know, when it comes to health, just the, the big picture, I don't know where we're going with this, but the more I pay attention to what's going on with our food supply and with big pharma, it, things are getting worse, much worse instead of better. We're learning a lot. There's a lot of information finally coming out, but it doesn't seem to change much. What I mean by that is, it, you know, whether it's the vaccine, which if you're going to talk about the vaccine, uh, you run the risk of being deleted and censored and attacked and all kinds of things, but we have to keep talking about it. The evidence is overwhelming at this point, and the evidence is coming out, and it's coming out from all kinds of sources, not just from you know, health bloggers on social media sites, but reviews and studies where they have gone back and looked at everything that's happened and that is happening and they've looked at these these all-cause mortality studies people after 2020 more people died well the the initial response was well of course they did we had a pandemic and it killed a lot of people but that's not really true the reporting was so horrendous on who really died from covid and who died with covid two very different things but what we're seeing now is the evidence is really pointing to the vaccine as being a pretty major issue. And yet, you wouldn't know it, and we're still pushing vaccines. And I swear, Big Pharma is just so out of control. I just watched new drug after new drug after new drug being released. We don't even... Now they don't even really need a disease to come up with a new drug. All they need is a symptom of some kind. Um, Hot flashes. Yeah, I get it. They're probably uncomfortable. Women have been having them for millennia or more. Or maybe not. Maybe most of these symptoms we talk about are really just one more um, effect of a really horrible diet and lifestyle. But yet they can bring out a drug for it now. There are, there are multiple drugs on the market now for hot flashes. That, that's really just a hormonal imbalance. They're not doing anything to balance the hormones, though. These drugs do all kinds of weird, um, weird things. There is a ton of new evidence, or it's not really new, but it's finally making it out a little more into the mainstream about how dangerous statins are they they really should just pull statins off the market completely and yet they continue to push them you know one of the interesting things right now one of the things in the news is everybody wants to see um, some sort of cognitive testing of the president because when you watch him it's pretty clear that he is not all there It's not even close. Well, I saw some numbers that his cholesterol is like 
almost 100. That is so low that I would venture to say that is a part of his cognitive decline. That is way too low for cholesterol. But that's what they've been trying to push us towards, these crazy low cholesterol numbers that just don't make any sense at all. We're now also to the point uh, where we're also starting to admit there's, there's really no such thing as bad cholesterol. Cholesterol is not our problem when it comes to heart attack or heart disease. And the, the more cholesterol we have, the healthier it seems to be. So statins um, continue to be one of the best-selling classes of drugs in the world when I really don't think they should exist at all. Here's something else um, that really kind of bothers me, though. It's, it's bad enough we've just got this constant flow of new drugs in the market. Well, what I just recently started noticing, I probably noticed it first a couple of years ago, and this trend is growing now. Um, If I go back five years, certainly 10, I don't ever remember a, a pharmaceutical drug for dogs being advertised on TV. Now, what you would see are commercials for things like, you know, Flea and Tick and HeartGuard and some of those, and those are over-the-counter kind of things most of the time. Some of them are prescription. Um, But those were at least for a specific reason. I'm not saying we needed them or they should exist, but there was a, a reason for those. Now what I'm seeing are commercials virtually identical to the drugs commercials for humans. We're now seeing it for dogs. I just saw one yesterday with a dog that has osteoarthritis. The commercials look exactly like they do for humans. I think I've I've seen at least five different pharmaceutical drugs being advertised on TV now for dogs. I'm sure cats will be next. The pharmaceutical companies are just completely out of control. Uh, I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but I see the phones are getting pretty darn busy. So I think I'm going to get to the calls. Let's go to Las Vegas. Ron, welcome to the program. Hey, Kev. How you doing today? Good. Hey, What's I'm on your mind? I'm going to Mass. Oh, good. Uh, so I'll see you there. I'm going to Oida. I, I told Oida it's going to be up there. Uh, it opens on my 70th birthday, so I so I thought well, if good. I sat down and waited for somebody, you know why? <laughs> why wait for somebody to invite me? There it's you on go. On my 70th birthday, <laughs> so I'm going to drive up there in my vet and listen to Atlas Shrugged and just walk around Matt and see if I can get by on my good looks. Oh, I'm sure you, you will. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Listen to this. I do everything you talk about, especially building relationships. (laughs) So when I retired, I decided I was going to build the rest of my life around the relationships I have in music business. Good. So yesterday I called... Uh, the the woman that sold me the, my piano that I, I I I live in a studio apartment in Chinatown in Las Vegas, and I sleep 
on the mattress that I used to sleep on when I drove a truck, and I have it underneath my piano. That <laughs> okay. This women, okay. So I live a pretty good life. Yeah. <laughs> so I called her, and I said, uh, I told her, uh, we talked about the piano. Uh, yeah, I said, I love my piano. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I, I said, I'm going to buy a bat, and I'm going to drive it to the Mid-America Truck Show, and uh, and I'll, I'll come over there and show it to you. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I, I uh, she remembered, yeah, yeah, that guy's a truck driver. There's a truck driver that bought the piano. <laughs> so I told her, I said, but it, I'm buying this vet because it's my rewards car, car, because that's something I learned from uh, Wayne Allen Root. You buy, if you set goals, you reach a goal, buy yourself a rewards, something to reward yourself. So the other day I was at a political a Trump rally and I saw Wayne's Maserati sitting out front. I thought, hey, that's a good idea. I think I'll buy a vet for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, let's see where. Okay, so I told Lisa at the piano store. I said I bought myself a rewards car because I signed Willie Kalakaki Lili to a thousand-year residency in Las Vegas, and she goes, "Wow." I said, yeah, so I'm going to drive my vet to Matt's, and I'm right now I'm having my unabridged version of Atlas Shrug downloaded onto the CD player in the vet, so I don't hear anything but Atlas Shrug when I'm driving my vet. There you go. <laughs> That's my plan. And you You're... know how I came up with it? How? I got up early and played my mandolin for five hours straight every day and i just passed a year of doing that excellent you know if um if i'm doing the math right in my head that book will last almost the entire trip there and back yeah yeah it's 104 hours it, it wait i look on the seat the boxes yeah yeah, it's twenty. It's a fifty-hour trip and a hundred-hour book. Yeah, one thing, bro. But you know what? I, I love Alice Shrug because you can start it or finish it anywhere. Yeah, you know, good. You know, I you know you've been to Alice Shrug, well, a long time, just like everybody else. And about back uh, before Christmas at uh, Turning Point USA. I talked to somebody from the Alice Shrug Society, and you know they're uh, making cart, uh, making it into a cartoon miniseries and all that. You know, we know the movie sucks, but yeah, it, it still got attention to it. But but I I told her I said you know what was left out of that book is that they didn't tell how evil the evil that we're looking right in the face of it. Yeah. 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 
Hey, Ron, um, I just, look, calls are piling up on me. I've got to get to work here. Um, the movie Atlas Shrugged was absolutely awful. Maybe one of the worst book-to-movies, and that's saying a lot because almost all good books that are turned into movies are usually horrible, but Atlas Shrugged was really bad. You would be far better off not ever watching it. If you haven't read the book, you're not going to get anything out of the movie at all, as far as I'm concerned. What I'd love to see somebody do, which is becoming uh, a much, much bigger trend now, um, if you watch, you know, uh, Netflix or a lot of these movie sites, you're starting to see books being turned into a series instead of a movie, which makes a lot more sense. A typical movie is, what, 90 minutes? Uh, whereas a series, I, I've seen, you know, a, a book taken out to a, a series of like 14 episodes. Um, some of my, one of my favorite authors, Michael Connolly, has um, a couple series out, Bosch, uh, that they've done like that. Harlan Coben, a bunch of his books have been turned into a, a season of a series. They take one book and they make a season out of it. Uh, much, much better format. It'd be really cool to see somebody do that with Atlas Shrugged. Let's, uh, let's get to the calls. They're starting to pile up on me here. Let's go to West Virginia. Scott, good morning. Oh, let me try that again. You there? Scott, there you are. Go ahead. There you go. I, I got you now. How you feeling, man? You getting better? Uh, slowly. Boy, this thing is, uh, this thing's really um, taking a lot out of me. I mean, I, I have very, very little energy still. By, by noon, I'm just about done for the day right now, but I get a little better each day. Yeah, I can hear it, and I can still hear it in your voice. So, uh, yeah, man, still praying for you. Hope you're getting better, man. Thank you. Um, my question today, well, I got a couple of questions. First, I got a statement, man. Our our government and our health care system is so out of control, and my son has actually taken advantage of that. He strictly runs a insurance company that strictly sells Medicare, He's 33 years old, and him and two partners of his have uh, have built a me- strictly an insurance company building Medicare that they were offered last year $60 million for. And I'm just sitting here in my mind thinking, what is our government doing? Why, why is our government wasting so much money on health care when they could do something else, come up with some kind of program to where people, look, this is what you need to do. You need to start eating healthy instead of the food pyramid. We need to do this. Hey, Why does our government not come up with something like that? Scott, here, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate on you here. First off, well, remind me to come back to the whole Medicare company thing. Um, I, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I want the government completely out of this. I, I want them to have no part of this whatsoever. The problem started in the 19, prior to the 1950s. The government never told us what we should eat or not eat. The government was not in that business, and they shouldn't be in that business. It was the government getting right. involved in it that created the problem. 
They created the food pyramid and they came up with the idea that fat and cholesterol were giving us heart attacks and they claimed salt was bad for us and we had to eat all these whole grains and we followed their advice and that's what caused the problem. They just need to get the hell out of it completely. They have no expertise in this. They, they will, it will always be manipulated by big pharma. Um, it, it, the government should just be out of health care and food completely. They should have nothing whatsoever to do with it. There's nothing in our Constitution about the government telling us what we should eat. Right, right. Now, this, this Medicare thing, boy, what a crazy, screwed up system we've got here. I'm assuming your son owns a company that sells like supplemental Medicare insurance, right? That's exactly what he does. I think the I think the most expensive policy they sell is like a hundred and eighty dollars a month or something like that. Because it's heavily subsidized by the government. This is such a screwy system, and we have so overcomplicated. You know, we have Medicare Part A, Part B, Part C, Part X. I, I, yep. I don't even. It's yep. very confusing. <laughs> and then what you end up with are companies like this that when you watch their commercials on TV, you'd swear this commercial was from the government. And yet it's not. It's, right. These are third-party private companies. Here's the other bizarre thing. Depending on where you live, you may get different benefits out of this. Right. <clears throat> it, 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 yeah, I just don't. I, just, I mean, I'm proud of my son for what he's yeah, built. Me I mean, too. he's definitely, I mean, he's done... <laughs> He's done way beyond what I'll ever do, but uh, I'm just like, golly, man, what kind of money is our government wasting our tax money to supplement these plans that you're selling? And I don't need to be putting my tax money into that. Yeah, and it, it is goofy um, benefits, depending on where you, it's all based on your zip code, too. Like, you, right, may, right. you may get just cash. They, you just may get more cash every month. Now, what a stupid system this is. Somebody is on Medicare, yeah. so the government's already paying for their prescriptions, their medical procedures, their doctor visits. Then you go out and buy this policy from a third-party company, and the government starts sending you more money. How, does, how the hell does that work? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand in, in some it. Places, I, I, just, if, I don't get it. In some places, if you're on Medicare, you can actually get benefits like rides to the gym. I mean, just, just really stupid right. stuff. But that, that's yep. where these companies came from. And how did we come up with this? It, look, nothing against your son. I think, you know, congratulations. He figured out a way to, to play within the system. But we should not have a system that allows a company to grow this big on Medicare benefits. Exactly. Exactly. Well, because it's all our tax dollars. I mean, that's yeah. So instead of you know, telling people, "Look, this is what this is what you can do to be healthy to stay away from the doctor," instead they're saying, "Do this so you can keep going to the doctor." And imagine this. You know, here's just one example. Have you ever seen the the commercials for the scooters? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I wonder if it, people really pay attention to to how that program works. You call them up, they give you this really expensive scooter, no cost whatsoever, and they yep. send somebody to directly to your house to set it up and train you. Where can I get that kind of service these days? 
on anything. Nobody comes out to my house and does anything anymore unless you pay them a small fortune. Nobody does any kind right. of training anymore. They'll give you a QR code. Right. Here, here, shoot this QR code and watch our video. That's about the most helpful. Yeah, watch a, yeah, watch a YouTube video. Right, but, but when it comes to these kind of things, you've got white glove concierge service, and, and you're not paying a penny for it. We are. Yeah. Oh, I know. We bought my he, father-in-law a scooter when he was, uh, he was a diabetic, and he lost a leg, and... Uh, we bought him one of those, uh, oh shoot, one of those hover rounds. And that's exactly what happened. Just exactly what you talked about. They came out, they delivered it, showed him how to use it, how to get on and off of it. I mean, it was just, I was like, wow. Yeah. I wish I could get that kind of service when I take my vehicle to the, to the shop. You can't get that kind of service anywhere. I, it, the, what, nope. what we must be paying for that is just astronomical. <laughs> These scooter companies wouldn't even exist without government money. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And, you right, know, so my, my, uh, and this all kind of Go ties ahead. together, too, because these companies get bigger and richer because we also keep getting sicker and sicker sooner. People need scooters sooner yep. now. They need all these medical devices because they're so damn sick. And the, the whole system is just so out of control. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. I told my wife, uh, I said, wow, if I'd have been listening to Kevin 20 years ago when your dad, you know, first, uh, I mean, he was a diabetic, I'm sure before that, but said, if I would have been, uh, listening to Kevin 20 years ago, uh, when we got married, I'd have put your dad on an all meat and egg diet. And, uh, he'd have probably number one, never lost his leg. That's he'd have right. probably two, num- got, got rid of his diabetes. And number three, he'd probably still be alive. We wouldn't have, to, we wouldn't have had to watch him die in our living room. So yeah, that's exactly right. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. So my, my question was really about ketosis. How do you know you're in ketosis? Do I need to get that monitor? Uh, is there like, I mean, are there side effects to ketosis? How do I know I'm in ketosis? (laughs) So here are the side effects of ketosis. Uh, Tons of energy, good mood, um, weight (laughs) loss. um, Those are the side effects of ketosis. So I absolutely know when I'm in ketosis and when I'm not. I mean, for me, there's, there's no doubt. I can tell you when I am, I can tell you when I'm not. Without a meter, without checking, there is that much right. of a physical difference that when you are truly in ketosis, you should know it. You should feel it. So okay. I, I tell people, don't bother with the meter in the beginning. If we're struggling and okay. you just can't seem to get into ketosis, then the meter could be a good tool. Uh, is this something new for you? Or are you just starting to eat carnivore? Uh, within the last month. Okay. And I so, feel, I feel, I literally feel a thousand percent better. I mean, I can tell, I just don't know if I'm in ketosis or not, but I must be because like you, I've got so much energy. I mean, I, that I need very little sleep. Yep. Uh, I mean, I just, I just feel like, you know, I can say I feel like I'm 18 again, but I don't really remember when I was 18 because that was, you know, 36 years ago so yeah uh, but i just feel i feel so much better so i'm a, i'm i guess i'm i guess i'm in ketosis i it, think it, i don't know it sounds like it the pretty pretty rapid weight loss if people are deep into ketosis you can see people lose a pound a day 
That's not unusual. Okay. And, it, and it's not unhealthy. Okay. You know, we were told, like, like almost everything else we've been told about health, it was just totally wrong. You know, that whole mindset yeah. of, well, it took you 30 years to gain this much weight. Don't think you're going to lose it in two years. Well, well, no, two years would be right. way too long. We could lose it in five or right. six months. And there's nothing unhealthy yep. about losing it that fast either. In fact, the faster you lose the weight, the better off you're going to be. It's the weight that, that causes most of our health issues. So, so get it off. So yeah. when people are truly in ketosis, it's not unusual to see people lose a pound a day. There's another sign. Here's another one for me. And this is where that, that final kind of weight loss occurs and the bloating, uh, all of the bloating tends to go away. When I'm truly into ketosis, it is almost like my body does not want to hold on to any more water. And if I drink four ounces of water, 15 minutes yeah. later, I'm going to be peeing four ounces back out. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Your body just, that's how I am. And that, that's part of the weight loss. We, when we are not in ketosis, we're carrying around too much water. Our body holds on to way more water than we need, and you feel bloated. People are shocked when they, they could lose like three inches off of their waist in a week. Well, you didn't burn off that much fat. You lost a lot of water and yep. a lot of bloating and a lot of inflammation is what happened. And all of a sudden, your pants fit way better. It's not because you lost that much fat that quick, uh, but you do lose water and you lose that bloating. And that's one of the things when I'm eating, you know, pretty strict carnivore that I notice is just that, that um, my body just does not hold on to water at all. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because I'll drink a 16-ounce bottle of water and I drink it pretty quick and it seems like... 15 minutes later golly man i gotta go to the bathroom and it seems like i just literally just let all that water out of me yeah yeah that's and i'm just like wow i mean i've never i've never got rid of water that quick so yeah. well it's almost like you never really get rid of that water i've been dehydrated in the past horribly dehydrated and yet still bloated and holding on to water which is weird wow wow so yeah, it and sounds to me wife, like um, one more. you are in ketosis and you're feeling the benefits. Okay. And then one more question real quick. Um, my wife, um, unhealthy as unhealthy can be, she's uh, on all kinds of medications. She finally talked to a, uh, a uh, what are they called? Not just a regular doctor, a functional medicine doctor? Yeah. Is that Does that sound right? Correct. Yep. Okay, and uh, they told her that to begin, just to start out with, just to make it easy on her to try to cut her gluten out. Does that sound? Does that, that sound right? You know, there there are lots of approaches to this, and I, this is not a bad approach at all. I think this is probably a better approach for the majority of people, and honestly. It's not that far off from the way we started this. If I go back, um, the first thing I eliminated out of my diet, the first major change I made once I started learning about nutrition was to eliminate grains. Okay. Now, eliminating gluten okay. is, is a, just a smaller step. Um, the okay. worst offenders in grains, the worst offender is gluten. Gliadin is next, and then okay. there's some others. So getting rid of the gluten first is not a bad first step. Uh, 
the downside to it sometimes with this approach can be if all you do is start eating a bunch of gluten-free stuff and think that it's going right. to make much of a change in your diet, it's probably not going to. Now, if you just say, look, gluten's yeah. bad for me, I'm not going to go get a bunch of like gluten-free tortillas and gluten-free chips and gluten. It, that's not the right approach. The approach is, well, well, let's eliminate the foods that have gluten, first of all, and not try to add some new substitute. Then let's move on to not just being gluten-free, but grain-free. And then, you know, right. we could attack seed oils and start to eliminate seed oils out of our diet. He, here's the real key. There is, how do I want to say this? There's really nothing we need to add to our diet to be healthier, unless you're a vegan. Then you're going to have to add a lot of animal products to your diet. But if you're, if you're eating the standard American diet, like when I talk about carnivore, people will actually say, oh, well, I eat meat. Well, I know you do, but yeah. that doesn't mean you're carnivore. <laughs> it's, it's, it, if right, all you had right. to do was eat meat, then 99% of the people on the planet would be fine. But that's not yeah. it. Yeah. So there's, we always, well, what's the superfood I should be eating? How, should I be eating kale? or I, Forget all of that. The more we eliminate out of our diet, the healthier we get. It's not about adding foods at all. It's about eliminating most of the non-foods that, that we eat today. And when you get down to just right. good, healthy animal products, meat, fish, and eggs, uh, that's the healthy way to eat. And it's, it's really, really simple. Yeah. Oh, it's so simple. I had called you the other day and talked to you about, I don't know if you remember the call, but to where I'm only eating like one meal a day. And uh Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of weird for me because I don't feel hungry. When I do get hungry, I'll snack on maybe some, uh, I got some grass-fed beef jerky from Costco that I found that, good. I mean, it looked like the ingredients look pretty good. Yep. So I'll snack on that. I'll snack on a block of cheese. But usually I only have one big meal a day, whether it be a ribeye or I'll cook six eggs and maybe a hamburger and have with that. And that's all I need. And it yeah. just, and my mind's kind of, my mind's a little bit, I guess, confused because, or I'm confused because it's like, is this one meal a day hurting me? Because they say in order to burn calories, you need to kind of constantly eat these little, you know, you need to have six, what is it? They say eat six small meals a day. But I'm like, no, I'm good on one big meal a day. Why do I need so, to eat six meals a day? So, there, there's absolutely zero evidence of any kind that there was ever a reason to recommend eating multiple meals a day. There, there's no such thing okay. in nature as three square meals and three in-between meal snacks. That None of that right. stuff existed. We ate right. when we were hungry and there was food available. If we weren't hungry, we didn't eat, why right. would you? And if there was no food available, you didn't eat because you couldn't. And it, it was highly right. likely that you might kill an animal, gorge on it while you've got it, and then go two or three days without yep. eating much again. That that would be normal. Right. Right. There's absolutely nothing unhealthy about it. In fact, it's the opposite. The less often we eat, the healthier we become. Hmm. Okay, okay. You know, it, 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 think right. about... Think about all the food that's in a grocery store today. And 
Uh, honestly, oh the only food that really existed in nature that is in that grocery store, forget the produce section, because even yep. though that is natural food, it didn't come out of a factory, it came out of the ground, most of it did not exist prior to modern agriculture. Anybody that is, right. I, I used to wonder about this as a kid even. I used to wonder, why don't I see vegetables out in the woods? I spent a lot of time out in the woods when I was a kid. I never found anything yeah. to eat. You might get lucky and, right. and find a crabapple tree somewhere. Uh, yeah, try eating, right. you know, try surviving on crabapples. Uh, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so we have to believe what did we eat when we were hunter-gatherers? It had to be primarily animals. There's nothing Meat. else out there yep. to eat. And yet now you look in a grocery yep. store and there's 542,000 items. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, my main question was about the ketosis. And then, uh, like I say, I just, I'm, I'm eating one meal a day and I just want to make sure that my body's going to be okay. I mean, as far as, I mean, and I, <laughs> I guess my body will tell me if it's not okay. So, I mean, I, I guess just pay attention to my body. But And, and here's the thing. So, I've never seen this not work. Not once. Now, right, is it, right. is it possible somebody eats pure carnivore and doesn't lose all the weight they want to lose? Yes, that does happen. There are some other things we, yeah. can, we can work on digestion. Stress has become a really big one with weight loss. But even if you're not losing weight eating this way, you're getting much healthier. And at some point, we'll figure yeah. out the, the stress and the weight loss. I'm still working on strategies for that. But um, I, I have never seen this kind of a diet not work. Okay. What is the HRV that you talk about? So... Uh, HRV stands for heart rate variability. Now, people get it confused okay. with heart rate, and we shouldn't. They are two very different things. Here, here's the best explanation. So if I told you my heart rate right now was 60 beats per minute, which, which would be yep. a fairly common heart rate for somebody. If right. it was 60 right. beats per minute, wouldn't it seem logical then that, oh, your heart beats once every second, right? Yep, yep. If it were truly beating once, precisely once every second, you would be almost dead. So what heart oh, wow. rate variability is measuring is not the heart rate, it's the space in between heartbeats. So, and it's measured okay. in, in milliseconds. So... Okay. The, your heart beats right now, and then we're timing it, and it doesn't beat for 82 seconds. And then we measure the next beat, and all of a sudden it's four, not seconds, milliseconds. Um, right. And right. all of a sudden it's 40. And then it's 92. Yeah. And then it's 37. So we don't want our heart rate to be really, really steady. That's actually a bad sign. When our heart rate jumps okay. all over between every beat, it varies. The more that it varies, the healthier you are. I, I really believe okay. it is the single most important health measurement that we can take ourselves. I don't need to go to a lab. I don't need a prescription. I don't need a doctor. I just need a device. The Garmin watch is my favorite. Um, the Aura Ring okay. does 
really well on this issue. Um, we can measure HRV ourselves. One of the interesting things I, I just have kind of proven again uh, is that if you allow your HRV to get too low, for me, I have been sick three times in the last eight years. And every time it was right after my HRV dropped below 40. The lower your HRV number is, the worse it is. We want our HRV number high. We want that variability to be big. Now, diet does not affect this much. I eat a really okay. super clean diet, and yet my HRV can get down low. It, ideally, I, I've had my HRV up into the 70s before, and boy, do I feel good when it's up there. When it gets down below 40, wow. I can tell it. I, I, I'll have those good energy levels in the morning, but I'll start to fade throughout the day. Um, and the three times that I've allowed my HRV to get under 40, I got sick all three times. So it, it's an important number. Well, how do you get it up? This is a lifestyle thing. It's activity, it's um, resistance training, it's reducing stress, it's sleeping better, it's trying to minimize EMFs, all the electrical fields around us. It, it, it's a lot of lifestyle stuff that we have to constantly work on to keep that HRV high. Okay, okay. I wonder, I've got a Garmin watch. I'm sure it's on there. I mean, it's only, I think it's only four years old. I mean, it was a $600 watch when I bought it, so it, I'm it, sure that's on there. I need to... Uh, it probably does. I you know, I, 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 I need to get consistent with the stress protocol. I took all that time did all that research, tested everything, figured out what works, and then I have not been consistent myself doing it. And every time I stop doing it, my HRV starts to tank, and, it, and it's like a vicious circle. Your HRV goes down, then I don't sleep as good. When I don't sleep as good, my HRV goes down more. Then if it gets bad enough like it did, now I get sick. I just lost a week of, of productivity, and I don't really have a yeah. week to give up right now. So I just, I really, it, it just comes down to being disciplined about doing the stress protocol. Yeah. So that HRV is actually the time in between heartbeats, not the heartbeat per second. Correct. That's exactly right. And you want it to vary and you A want lot. it to vary, but you want it to be, you want it to be high. Yes. Okay. All right. And then, uh, all right. I, I know you got calls piling up the, uh, for the CMC, I'm not going to be able to make it out to Louisville for match, but uh, I had emailed them, uh, and I think they said that there was not the registration was not set up yet to enroll in the year-long program because you had told me that even even if I couldn't make it to CMC, I could still enroll in the year-long program, can. but that's you that's uh, not available yet. We probably won't even open up that registration till after match. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. you're not going to miss out on anything. Right. We'll make sure everybody has plenty of, of warning. So, you, And you are correct. You do not have to be at MATS to be a part of this program. The program is going to go on for an entire year. Uh, and the, the event at MATS is going to be recorded and put into the course. So even if you're not there, you're going to be able to go watch the oh. entire event. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate all the info, Kevin. I'll... Uh... I'll probably call you next week about something else, man. Sounds good. I'll look forward to it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome. What's up, Kevin? Well, I got so much now. I have to listen. 
first of all, my reason for the first time I called is uh, we got a friend of mine, uh, Leanne works with the wife, and he just got diagnosed with, like, heart disease. He's, like, two years younger than me, so he's, like, 57, physically fit, and they, he went, like, we couldn't say physically fit. He had his gallbladder removed. They had a problem with that. It nicked something. He went back into the hospital, and they found out his heart was functioning at 20%. Whoa! But he got jabbed. Yeah, I mean, he's got to wear one of those light, those vests, you know, where if it detects you, your heartbeat's going down, it shocks you. Oh yeah. And again, jabbed. I just, it's, I don't know, man. I feel sorry. I, 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 you know, I'm glad I didn't do it, but I feel sorry for the people I know who did, man. I really do. Well, I mean, I look at what Lee had. It's just, I, it, it's, it's just like you know. Whew. And like I said, the evidence just keeps coming out. There's, there's, Common, a, yep. there's a huge worldwide study now that documented heart problems, brain issues, autoimmune conditions, all absolutely tied to the vax. There, there's, there's, there's just no doubt anymore that that thing is a real problem. Crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as you, like, you were just talking about the HM, believe it or not, mine's been like, it, it dipped down, like, when this all started with Leanne and all that. But then it's been up. But I've been, like, in the mid-50s, high-50s. But I've been, like, eating like crap. I mean, just a lot, all the bullshit stress with the with our insurance and all this shit. It's like, my God, man. I, I don't know how people that don't have any kind of resources or, or have somebody that they can get some information about things, how they can function through, through something like, you know, cancer or anything like that. Oh, I mean, the cancer societies and all that, they're great, but well, it, hey, if you don't have the means to get a hold of them... Hey, Terrence? <laughs> let, yeah. Let's be honest, though. When did they start, like, the the cancer society? Or I'm sure there's more than one, but there's all kinds of groups that, you know, have been working on cancer since, like, the 1950s. Yep. We haven't made any progress. Do you know how much money those groups have raised? All these oh, years. I know. I and, know. and what have we accomplished? What other industry would even exist if their record was that bad? Well, what they did was they just got a bunch of, and I'm just going to be saying, because they got guinea pigs. Yeah. And they, they tested shit on people, and if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, they, they had the outcome of the, or the, the mind says, well, I'm going to die anyway, so I'll just do whatever they, they tell you. And you know what? Did it save people's lives? I'm sure it has. But just the, you know, like, they, they denied her, like, treatment, Leanne's treatment, telling her she didn't have insurance. I went and paid the Cobra for her, and we got the Cobra and all that, and then, and then she went to go get the treatment, and because it was on President's Day, they couldn't verify her employment, her, her, uh, that she had coverage. So they sent her away. I'm like, are you seriously kidding me? Yeah. She was there three days. It's just, it's like, and I'm like at my wit's end with it, and I just can't, you know, I can't. I can't take the time off of work to go and straighten it all out. I mean, I do what I can and tell them what to do. And get, I got people that can help, but it's just like nobody, it, want, they just don't care. Then so, so, so what she did was she goes down to Social Security because she wanted to find out about getting Medicare. So this woman takes it says, listen, I'll, I'll fill the application. She, the woman fills this application out for all of a sudden she just got a, note, a letter yesterday saying that she's going to get $2,900 a month for Social Security. I'm like, you don't want to do that yet. Right. <laughs> you want to, you know, it's just, I mean, people are helpful, but 
they just is no, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's tough. I, and like I said, I'm trying my dentist to do all this shit while working and and, and figure all the crap out. And it's just like, I you know, I I say stuff to her and and she gets mad at me because I'm trying to help her. But what if don't what if you didn't have don't have somebody there trying to guide you? You 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 screwed. I mean, that's just, no doubt. It's just no doubt. It's just it's amazing, you know. But yeah, man, it's that jab, man. I'm. I'm so glad I didn't do it because, God, I, all the people, I, I'm hearing a lot of people, man, a lot of my friends, guys, people I grew up with coming up with all sorts of screwy diseases and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Hopefully yeah, it'll bad. figure itself out, but all right, Kevin, let someone else get in there, man. All right. Later. Good talking to you. Let's go to Texas. Andrew, welcome to the program. Hey, oh, I got a phone call. Um, I'm sorry. Andrew? Hey, uh... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's on Sorry. your mind today? I'm I'm currently sitting in the hospital bed. Um, had a toe taken off. Um, I've talked to you a couple of times, and I'm so damn mad right now I could scream. So uh, excuse me if if I get upset. Okay. But to start it all off, I hope you're doing you're feeling a hell uh, a lot better than you were last week. I am. Thank you. I I emailed a. Uh, something to you last week, and then I said you're out, and it is the diet. Uh, she <laughs> said she was going to forward it over to you. <laughs> yeah, I've got it here in front of me, and I'm trying not to cry. Uh, do you see the, the the two words on the bottom of each page? Carb controlled. Yes, it is, uh, but it, you have to rearrange those. It is controlled by carbs. I, I, I was just going to say... Um, what they're trying to tell you is this whole menu is all about carbs. That's what that. This is from the hospital. I, this is the dietary program that they got me on. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming if you just had a toe removed, it was because of diabetic complications. They're saying it's diabetic complications. Within from when it hurt to when they took it off was four days. Oh, it got what they call wet gangrene. Oh, I was on a truck. Here's another stress. Just started a new job. I, I called you a couple of weeks ago about leasing, and, oh, you gave me a near full, and I do appreciate that. Uh, just started a new truck. I was in Salt Lake City. This toe, I, I felt it hurt. I went to uh, check my feet with a mirror every day, and I saw a little spot, so I went to go clean it off with some of those little wet wipes, and a chunk of skin fell off, Uh-oh. and it was a hole. So I called, I'm, in the, I'm with the VA, so I called the VA. They had me into a clinic um, Saturday morning. Uh, that was a week and a half ago, Saturday. Um, the doctor didn't even touch it. She took one look at it and says, you need to go to the hospital now. So I booked a flight with no savings hardly, uh, now no savings at all. Booked a flight out of Salt Lake, came back to my hometown, went into the hospital, and 24 hours later they removed the toe, and I've got two staph infections and two different types of staph infection and a fungal infection. Um, and, and so they're giving me antibiotics for that and a fungal something for that. Now, everything, see, I was laughing about, and I was in a good mood. I wanted to talk to you today about uh, this menu. I thought you would get a kick out of this. And then the doctor came in about an hour ago, and when I say I am pissed off, um, they better not bring that blood pressure machine anywhere near me right now. I would top out the scales. Oh, but uh, and you know my blood when I I was before I started my new job for two months I was my blood sugars every morning was like between one hundred five and one twenty, 
And I went to the VA last last year and asked for a continuous glucose monitor. Unless I'm on insulin, they will not prescribe a continuous glucose monitor. Of course or not. Or pay for it. Of course not. So that, 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 that might help I, us. That might help us avoid yeah, a problem. The sick care. We can't have that. So the health. So the health care is sick care. Right. Well, the doctor here said. I'll prescribe it. They'll, they'll cover it. So Good. I'm supposed to get one today before I, I'm supposed to be checked out today. Good. Uh, the doctor just came in, and now I am not suggesting this to anybody. Last year, I'm listening to you, but not because of I'm not I'm not blaming you. I'm not I'm not putting anything back on your program, but listening to you and listening to other people talk. I went to my VA doctor and I said I want a plan to get off of all prescriptions. Okay. And yeah, uh huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. They were, they didn't even look up or acknowledge me. They said, okay, now we got two more prescriptions for you. I went, no, 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 you didn't understand me. <laughs> I want to be off all all medications. And I got the uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's these two other medications. Yeah. And so I said, okay, stop. And I looked her dead in her face, and she was a doctor, and the PA was there. And I looked at them both. And I said, I want you to leave this office, and I want your boss in here. I want the person you answer to in here. So here comes this big gray-haired old doctor in, in there. One thing I do like about the VA, most of them are old military people, so they don't take BS off of nobody. And I told him, same thing, I want to be off all my medications. And they said, uh-huh, uh-huh, well, uh, we're going to put you on these other two medications. I went, okay, talk to you guys later. I put my shoes and socks back on and walked out the door. And so they wanted me to go see a pharmacist. I went, okay, so maybe the pharmacist will help me. So same thing. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's these other two medications. So now I am not suggesting this. I am not endorsing this, and I know nobody likes to do this. In the middle of November, I just I looked at my medications, twelve of them sitting on my shelf. I went, nope, and I stopped completely and totally. Cold turkey stopped. The strange part about that is none of my numbers changed. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not my blood sugar numbers, not my nothing. Uh, I went back to the VA, and they said, are you taking all your medications? Yeah, yeah, sure am. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And they took my blood work, and all my blood work came back great. And they're like, man, these medications are really working. I went, on hunt on ass. And so now, the last month, I have, well, December, I started my new job, and I had to go to training and then sit around and get put onto a truck, um, OTR driver get put onto a truck to train, and I have not been around any quality food like I have been at home. I did my best, but my blood sugar is raised on up to about 150 and, and, and higher and kind of stayed there. Okay. Now, two years ago when I was in this hospital, same hospital with a heart attack, and I called you about that two years ago, my blood sugar, my A1C was over 12. Okay. Since then, I've, I've been I've been listening to you for years, and I said, you know, he's got a point, and I went on a pretty strict, as close as I could, diet. All right. Lost 100 pounds and maintained over 100 pounds over the last two years. Maintained 100 pounds. I know a lot of people that lose 200 pounds, but then they gain 100 of it back. Yeah. Right? I maintained 100 pounds. Last year, I burnt my damn big toe with bacon grease. Pouring bacon grease into a jar after cooking my bacon... And I sneezed 
and I don't know if you've ever suddenly sneezed, yeah. you know, when he caught you off guard. Yeah. But I spilled bacon. I, I fried my toe. Everybody at work had been calling, and my old job used to call me bacon. That was my new nickname. Because yeah. <laughs> I basically fried my damn big toe off. Yeah. Um, they took it off in February. And anyway, so I, I am. Now, then, last year when I was here, my A1C went from 12 to a 7.5. And now, this because of this last month and a half, um, just trying and being totally stressed out with a new job and everything, learning everything. Right now, I'm sitting in the hospital with, a, I think, a 9-1 right now. Okay. Um, A1C, which is still a hell of a lot better than 12, almost 13. So, anyway. Better, but still dangerous. <sighs> yes, and I am going to crank it down even more. Well, spend the last week eating this BS that I've been eating in, in the hospital, so, as you see there. Yeah, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to focus I'm, on... I apologize for... I apologize. One of the things I'd like to focus on is, are the things we can control. We're never going to control the doctors. That, Like you said, you talk about eliminating prescriptions. They don't even want to hear it. They just talk over you. We're never going to change this system. The, these meal options are horrendous. There is not a single good option to choose from here for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm looking a week out. Uh, but there is a way for you to take some control over this. And here's the way you do it. You have to look at each one of these options and realize, like, so option number one, which is one of the better options, but there's some real problems with it still. Um, scrambled eggs. At least we're starting with real food. Home fries. Yeah, that's a problem for diabetics. Sausage patty. Perfect. Whole grain blueberry muffin. Hell no. Honeydew. Hell no. Milk. I'm sure it's low fat. Hell no. Decaf coffee, fine. Margarine, are you kidding me? I can't even believe we still make margarine. So that, now your next option is worse. A fruit plate, oatmeal, <laughs> vanilla yogurt, and margarine. My God, that is the oh, diabetic special of the day. That, that is insanity. Yeah, thank you for getting me to laugh a little bit. So, oh, yeah, so here's, at, uh, here's the way we take control the... over this. They're telling us what kind of food they have back there. Um, so for me, it's mm -hmm. option number one, bring me two orders of scrambled eggs and two orders of sausage patty and my coffee and I'm done. I've been doing four, four, and then four bacon. Perfect. That's what I've been doing every morning for breakfast. They Perfect. have been, they have been letting me order what I want and I've been, and so I have been doing that. I've been choosing the hamburger. Um, I will never choose the roast or the grilled chicken, which is two little hockey pucks that you can knock somebody out at about 50 yards with. Yeah. Uh, look at tonight's dinner options. Uh, let's see. Wednesday night. Dinner Wednesday night. Rigatoni with meatballs. Okay, just bring me the meatballs. Um, broccoli, mm -hmm. yeah, no big deal. Caesar salad would be fine, except for the fact that their dressing would be horrible because it's all seed oils. Then we have a dinner roll, a carrot cake parfait, and iced tea, and I'm sure you're allowed to put all the sugar you want in your iced tea. It's horrible. No, they, they, they uh, sweet and low. They, they're bringing me sweet oh, and low worse. and equal, which I don't use anyway. That's I, worse. I don't use it. I don't use it. Yeah. So, yeah, carrot cake parfait. Let's take a cake and then mix it with ice cream, and that would be a great option for the diabetic. 
Look, yeah. it, 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 it's not a good food option for any human being on the planet, but it's really bad for no. diabetics. If you're not diabetic, if you eat this way, you will be. I mean, that's the whole point, that this mm-hmm. is the kind of food that got us here. Uh, the the doctor who just left, who had to leave the room before I told him to, because he saw how red in the face I was getting. Yeah. And that is one good thing about being six foot seven and 300 pounds. When you start getting red in the face, people will get out of your way. Yeah. Uh, so they, he wanted me, count this, 12 prescriptions, including insulin. Now, I have heard a couple of different things about insulin. I'm not doing it. I'm getting, rule number one, I'm not doing it, okay? I'm just not going to do it. I have proved to myself that I can keep my blood sugars low by just diet. I'm going to do it. But if the medical record shows that I'm on insulin, and the government was to, like the people that do the uh, the uh, med cards, if they were to get a hold of that, would I ever see a CDL again? I believe that there's almost no restrictions anymore for CDLs and insulin. But don't hold me to this. Oh. This is a compliance issue that I try not to get involved with. I don't care. And the oh, reason okay. I don't care is if you're working with me, there's not going to be any insulin in sight. So for me, this is no. a non-issue. If you, if you need to figure out how to manage insulin, go talk to your doctor. Because I don't deal with managing mm-hmm. insulin. I don't no, deal I don't with know. managing. I'm no, I, I'm just being clear about this. That, that for me, I don't know what the rules are around insulin in your CDL because I don't care. Because my, right. my okay. solution would be don't be on insulin. Right. And his two statements to me that got me almost to the point of losing my temper, which I haven't done in a very long time. You can't ever be a non-diabetic, and you can't lose weight or blood sugar without, quote, help from these prescriptions. You so, just, it's, it, he says it's very simple. It is impossible. And I started turning red, and he looked at me. He goes, well, so, you're the boss. You do Andrew, what you want to, and he walked away. Andrew? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's time to cut to the chase here. You ready? Mm-hmm. You have to ignore them completely. I am. You're, you're, you're way too am. focused on them when every aspect of this is completely in your control right now. Every aspect. Yes, it is. So there, there's no reason to blame anybody else at this point or to get upset with anybody else. That is the system. We're not going to change that system. And you getting upset over it just sets you back. Yes. Okay. Focusing back on me yes. and what I can do. Yes. I'm going to even crank down this diet even more. Um, and I'm going to get uh, what happens with the, basically what I've been doing, listening to you and other people, is basically paleo, uh, all the uh, uh, the one for cutting the blood sugars out, the, the glycemic um, keto. And then carnivore, mostly carnivore. That's okay. basically how I've been doing. I've been doing, and I've been listening to people talk about the carnivore diet when they say you use every piece of the animal. Sure. From the, as I like to put it, they say nose to tail. I say from the rooter to the tutor. Okay. And um, and I've been I've been doing that. Uh, I've been I've been adding heart to heart muscle to my stews. Uh, I've been adding liver. I've got the the desiccated liver from your store. I've been doing that. Okay. Um, now, I've got two. I've got a pick line in my arm right now because uh, I have to have beyond 
antibiotics for about six weeks because of the infection in the toe, so it doesn't keep going. Um, well, the infection that was in the toe, that might be in the foot. So I think it's probably a good idea to, right now for me to keep on that, and I got a fungal, antifungal, because there's some kind of fungus in there too. Um, I'm going to be doing that for six weeks. Where, wh- what should I be looking at with my numbers, like my blood sugar numbers and stuff like that? Should they be higher because I'm on this medication or should they be no difference or do you know? That medication should have almost no impact on blood sugar. What has an impact on blood sugar is what you stuff in your pie hole every day. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's why I just wanted to double check just to make sure that you know, as long as I'm, I'm clear on my diet. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. My stress level has gone out the damn roof. And I'm sure. Because I had to come off the truck, I lost my job. They terminated me. It, which um, so, But I am eligible for rehire as soon as I can, you know, Get off all the meds. Which so, is okay. Andrew, re- remember when we talked about buying a truck or not? Mm-hmm. Might not have been a that. disaster, yeah, the, right? Yeah, the, the absolute, complete disaster if I had done that right now. Yeah. I've still been looking at an $1,800 a month payment. Excuse me, $1,800 a week payment. Yeah. Um, And, I'll be, and I'm going to be, even if I could maintain, I mean, uh, when I get off the, uh, I've got a vac on one of those, uh, vacuum pumps on my toe to keep all the infection out of the toe yeah i gotta have that okay even when those are gone if they if i'm on a uh on an appointment schedule like you know you have to be you know your doctor's appointment is tuesday at two o'clock hell i don't know where i'm going to be tomorrow at two o'clock and when i'm over the road so so i gotta be off all that before i even try to get back on the road again right in my estimation is that would that sound reasonable yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need to minimize stress. We need to simplify your life and your health needs to become your number one focus. And your focus should be solely on the things you can control. Right. All right. Uh, Andrew, thank you. I got to cut you off. I got to move along. Um, stay in touch. This is, this is a critical turning point. You're, you're starting to lose body parts over this. And, you know, you were just talking about appointments. What a major hassle. I, I, I can't imagine um, how difficult life becomes on 12 medications. Constantly filling prescriptions, constantly going back to the doctor, constantly going through procedures. Right? You have control over this. It's time to take that control. Call me back and uh, we'll keep working with this. Let's go to Missouri. Brandy, good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I have a question I want to ask before I get to why I called. You know, where you live and you grow you, your garden, you grow things outside, and there was a really strong cold wave, but I don't know if you, you – I mean, you talked about it in the show that it was coming. I grow plants in my truck, and uh, that cold wave knocked them all out. I, I didn't have a backup, so I kind of wondered what happened to your plants on the outside. And this is all related in my train of thought, but I, I did wanted to find out if, if you had, if you knew how to get around uh, a shock of cold to your plants. And, well, um, so I, I, I'm not sure the total damage yet. It'll take a while. We won't really know till spring. Uh, and I'm dealing with two properties, obviously, here in the homestead. Um, I do believe I'm going to lose a lot of my perennials 
things that should come back every year. You know, most of the garden stuff is annuals. You, you replant every year. You plant new tomatoes, you plant new peppers. So none of that matters. But I, I also have a lot of perennials that should come back every year. Um, there's a good chance I lost many of those. Now, it's also possible that there's still some life down in there. And you, there are places where you can go on the plant. You could do a little scraping and see if there's any green under there. And if there is, it's probably going to survive. But I, I won't know for sure till it starts to warm up. And I can get in there and do some pruning and trimming. And But I, I'm pretty sure that, well, here's one thing we actually put a ton of work into. I'm so mad at myself over this. Uh, dahlias, the flowers. It's, it's become almost an obsession. I love these things. And it was interesting. I just started growing them last year. This was new for me. The homestead, that was like their thing. For a, for a while, they were a dahlia farm. And so they had, she had tons of dahlias everywhere. Now, dahlias are bulbs like tulips. Tulips are really, really hardy. Like everywhere I know, no matter where you live, you can get down to minus 40, your tulips still come back next spring. Dahlias are not like that. Dahlias are really sensitive to cold and you can leave them in the ground over winter, but if you get a cold enough temperature, you're gonna lose that plant. The bulb just turns to mush if it gets too cold. So we dug up all the bulbs, trimmed them, cleaned them, and packed them away for the winter. And that's the safe way to do it. Now, this was hundreds of these bulbs and it needed to be done while I was gone. So we had to pay somebody to do it. And dummy me, we packed, we stored them in the barn and I forgot about them. And that temperature, even though we, we did everything right, that was still too cold of a temperature and I lost all of them. Wow. Um, so ever since I started growing plants in my truck, I wanted to see what my humidity level was for a lot of the plants I grew were sort of tropical. And um, I got to thinking about what happened to you and maybe another, besides your stress and being around sick people, um, you know, when you, you think of stereotypes of where you live, you think of it's cold and damp and wet and, uh, and I'm kind of thinking that, what about the nose? You know, like, so in humidity, your nose can get really dry. I Like, my percentage in here right now is 21%. I mean, that's pretty dry. Then even yeah. extremely cold weather, it's really dry. And your nose gets dry. But how about in wet weather, your your nose is dripping? I saw an Instagram of a, a trick. I didn't, I don't know if I saved it or not, basically to clean out a baby's nose from both sides and cleaning out the nose. There's a product called Navage that supposedly yeah, does I'm, that. And I'm not I, a I big fan thinking, of it. Is it possible? Yeah, well, I haven't tried it either. <laughs> There's other ways. And, uh, but I was thinking, uh, you know, shaking people's hands and using things that other people have. And it's like, and I, I'm in that place. We have tablets so, now that have to be signed by total strangers. I pick them up, they pick them up, and don't think anything of it. I shake hands with people from time to time, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I think I should be vulnerable. Here, but what here's about here, here's my take on this. One, first off, I, I just want to get to the place where both my diet and my lifestyle are as good as I can make them. 
and I'm not there yet. My diet is, is pretty darn close. It's my lifestyle. I, I, get, I take on too many projects. I don't stay consistent with the stress protocol. I don't get the right sleep that I should. My goal, though, is to get to that point where I'm living in a way where my immune system is as strong as it could possibly be. And then I'm going to deal with whatever comes. And I, I'm not, I don't try to avoid shaking hands. I don't wash my hands. I don't use, well, sometimes I wash my hands, but I don't make it a big deal. Oh, I shook somebody's hand. I better go wash my hand or use a sanitizer. I don't do that. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to try now. Right. Now I, I'm not stupid. And I've, I've certainly found this pattern that if I allow my HRV to get too low and my stress levels to get too high, and I'm around sick people, I'm probably going to get it. It's happened three times now. It's, it's a pretty clear pattern. Right. So I, I can say that, you know, it, it, until I get my HRV back up, maybe I should at least try a little to avoid sick people because I don't want to have to keep dealing with this. But my goal would be You're to, going to go keep on an air- work. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be on a flying Petri dish. Two, two trips. I've got two <laughs> trips coming And the CDC with, with people with all kinds of people and i just i thinking a precaution i mean that old phrase keep your nose clean quite quite literally yeah <laughs> but for, i don't get sick myself for me i'm not using the whole navage thing i just think that, that's a bad idea no i don't expect you to but i'm yeah. just saying is it possible that you might have gotten it, it from your nose if the, the best protection, and I will take this this time, um, the best protection is the silver nasal spray. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it was a thought. I, do miss, I did miss you. I, I was kind of like, well, where could he have gone? He said he was going to be gone next week, but it, he didn't mean that. And Wednesday, it's like I didn't see anything on the app saying no live show today. And then I went... Um, into the email, no, nothing about the story of where you might have gone. And then I went to uh, X, and I came across the TJ, but he didn't have anything to say about you. That was about that whole New York thing, and it was, uh, anarchy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wow. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, it, it, I was pretty out of it. I mean, I, I did not log in. I, my phone didn't get turned on. My computer didn't get turned on. I, I was in bed for a good solid five days yeah well anyway um it was just a thought i was just trying to yeah well there's no doubt i i have got to i've got to do a couple things i've got to get my hrv back up before this trip and i i will take more precautions this time i'll take the the uh, immune packs with me i'll take the the daily silver i'll do the silver nasal spray um because i'm gonna be around a lot of people Okay. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Nebraska. Al, welcome. Hi, Kevin. I've been listening to you since like 07, so thanks for everything. I just recently got a a high PSA count on the latest blood work, 5.79, and I saw a urologist. Uh, the one thing I've got to say about this urologist, he's a young guy, and he's on full carnivore. Oh, good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we did a fist bump, because I've been eating real good for a long time, too. Good. I'm 61, though. This guy's in his 30s. So um, he wants me to get an MRI of my prostate, which I'm getting Friday. And then uh, 
I'm going to follow up with him in March, and he wants to do a biopsy. So let's stop right there. And I told... Let's stop right there. Here's my best recommendation, and it sounds like you may get somewhere with this guy. It, It sounds like he's, you know, a free thinker. He's not, you know, bought into the whole system. Uh, he at least understands diet, but, but he's not, he's still medically trained at a, you know, big pharma medical school because big pharma runs all the medical schools now. Um, my recommendation, I could tell you about some of these things, but if I could get you to read a book and try to get your doctor to read a book. And this, this doctor might just go for it. And I'd love to hear his opinion after he reads this book. Go ahead. It's called Overdiagnosed, and the author is Gilbert Welch. And what it, the okay. whole book is about what's called medical screening. Medical screening and medical testing are two very different things. Um, why, what was the indicator? Why did we even check your PSA levels? In 2019, I got a headache. I never get headaches. It was so bad it knocked me over. Turned out to be a tumor on my pituitary gland, which I needed, which I had removed in 2019 transthenoidally through my nose. Okay. So, uh, so I was down for the count for a long time. Couldn't drive my truck. I owned a tractor and a reefer. It was a, a, a tough time. Okay. But I'm old enough to where I don't have bills that I used to when my kids were growing up, so I survived pretty easily. So anyway, you know, um, at after, right after the surgery, they stick you with an endocrinologist because any tampering with a pituitary gland screws up your hormones. Yes. So I had I had short term uh, diabetes. Transipolis or something. I can't think of the second word. Uh, it was temporary diabetes. And then they just kept monitoring everything and they even prescribed testosterone shots. And I knew that everybody knew that, even the doctor knew that with testosterone shots, you need to monitor your PSA. And that's why they were monitoring everything. I was going for blood work every two months ever since I my surgery. Okay. So I. I, I here's the book is about medical screening so yours is kind of a little bit of a different story medical screening means we are looking for a problem even though we have no symptoms that's different than medical testing when we say hey look this doesn't feel right i'm going to go try to test and figure out what's going wrong where there's actually a symptom something's wrong we're trying to figure out what it is I'm okay with that. Actually, I think our medical system is pretty good at diagnosis. They're just horrible at treatment. So I don't have a problem sending somebody to the doctor to let them test whatever they want, figure out what's wrong, but just don't listen to the doctor's advice on how to fix it. But medical screening, I am completely against. I will do no screenings whatsoever. You're not giving me a colonoscopy. I don't care what my PSA numbers are. You're not doing a biopsy. None of that stuff. I'm just not going down that road. Um, And a lot of people, the attitude is always, well, what's the harm? Read the book. You would not, you will be shocked at how much harm is caused by all of these screenings. Do you ever wonder why a lot of these screenings are free? Yes, of course, yeah. 
Are, are they just that concerned I, about us that they're willing to, to do all these expensive medical screenings free for us? Because they, they care about us, right? Yeah, everything's a cash cow in that's my it. mind that, anymore. That's, that's exactly right. These are big, huge cash programs. They generate tons of revenue. Sure, we'll do your PSA numbers free. Oh, look, your PSA is high. Now we need to do a biopsy. That's not going to be free. And it's certainly not risk-free. Some of those biopsies can cause massive amounts of damage that you will deal with the rest of your life, like being impotent and, and incontinent. I specifically asked him about that. What was his I've answer? i got a healthy marriage. He said uh, uh, there, there are no... There's nothing to worry about. The only thing that Bullshit. can cause any kind of damage back. I'm just telling you what he told me. It, and I remember that, that is a horribly irresponsible answer. You have nothing to worry about. Is total bullshit. Show me the statistics. He said the surgery will give you something to worry about, but the biopsy will not. That, how do you go about sticking 12 needles into somebody's prostate and tell me there's no risk in that? Do you know how hard it, do you know why we have to do you know why we have to do 12 needle sticks for this biopsy? I heard you talking a year ago or whatever it was they're just blindly yeah, grabbing anything. We we can't see it. We have no way to go in and look at the prostate so we just blindly start poking around pulling out little pieces of tissue that deep in our bodies so deep into our body we can't see it with imaging. We, we're going to pretend like there's no risk at all? That's irresponsible. Read the book and you'll find out what the risks are. They're horrible. Yeah, so I am not looking forward to the biopsy. And well, I, well, wait a minute. I have it, it, to argue. Why, why would you do it then? My wife's a nurse and uh, she is brainwashed, although she's woken up. To a lot of this. Well, I mean, she's, she's also on a healthy diet now, where good. before she thought good. It, you were nuts. So I, I don't want to be the one that talks you into this or out of this. I just want you to go read the book and then call me back and see if you... I, I would love to have a young doctor who seems to be a little more open-minded. I'd love to have him read the book, and I'd love to hear his opinion about it. Well, I'll try to keep you updated. All right. Go read the book and then call me back. And if you could get your doctor to read it, that would be awesome. Let's go to Nebraska. Grant, welcome to the program. Good morning. Sounds like you're feeling better. A little bit, yeah. I kept getting the tech messages, the no show. Kevin was down. I was like, after the first day, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, must be serious. It was was pretty rough, Um, I got to tell you. Yeah, I I experienced the the COVID. Uh, It was like... February of 2020 before anybody was talking about it, the fever and all, all of it for like a week. But anyway, uh, so I know this is going to be an uphill battle. I believe everything that you talk about results. Like it's, it's not like it's, it, you, you can't pay this many people to call in and say that they feel this good doing what you tell them. Like that's just completely <laughs> impractical. Right. Kind of like everybody getting together with collusion with freight rates and all like not possible. Yeah, my my best friend, <clears throat> he, I, I saw him two nights ago. Uh, we live in different states now, but he came up and we hung out for a while. He, um, I guess he's been tired a lot lately, and he's got some mental stuff going on. And so 
we just got to talking, and I guess growing up, his dad lost his gallbladder, I don't know, sometime when he was younger. Um, we're all about 40 now. And his da- my friend's daughter, when she was very young, middle school maybe, I guess she lost her gallbladder. Something was, he, he, he said the word defective. I don't, I didn't push for details. Yeah. But I guess anytime she would eat something, like it would, like, it wouldn't go what she couldn't eat. She lost a bunch of weight as a small person who can't afford to lose a bunch of weight. They took it out. Some, whatever it is is better now. Um, so he's thinking they'll, he'll, they'll, he'll probably have to do that like his dad did. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm guessing your diet is probably not helping. Because uh, the other day he said he had four energy drinks and four cups of coffee just to stay awake during daylight hours. I was like, good Lord. That's bad. Like, I would be jittery and probably die of a heart attack. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine one that, a day. that much caffeine is insane. So I kind of sort of brought up the carnivore diet. And he's like, oh, yeah, ketosis, that helps with weight loss and all that. I'm like, yeah. Uh, is, besides just having him trying to talk him into listening to the app, is there anything... Although, I, I, don't, I don't believe, unless there's, like, something really wrong, like, losing the gallbladder seems like a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. It's a horrible idea. Um, many of the people that I, I struggle with, like, in my coaching program, people who have made the dietary changes that they should make, they've been disciplined, they're eating right, and they're still struggling with weight loss. And many, many times those will be people without a gallbladder. Once you lose your gallbladder, your digestion will never be correct. We need to eat a lot of fat to be healthy and we need a good healthy gallbladder to help digest all that fat. And when you lose the gallbladder, you lose that function for the rest of your life. The best we can do is try to manage it with bile salts and it's never as good. And he, he made the comment that, well, you don't lose the, the bile. It just, instead of building up in the bladder and getting dispensed, it's just in, basically released constantly. So instead of a big fat load, you just have a little bit during the day. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. No, uh, he, so he, like, he, I, he I is correct. I, I'm going to call Kevin. He, he's correct, and I've explained this many times. The liver produces the bile. The gallbladder controls the release of bile based on how much fat we ate. So he is correct by saying, oh, well, it's no big deal. The bile's still there. No, it's a huge deal. The bile needs to be delivered in the right amount at the right time, and that can only happen with a gallbladder. Without a gallbladder, it just drips into your intestines all day long, causes diarrhea, stomach upset, all kinds of irritation. Um, It's a really bad thing. And trying to manage that with bile salts is the best we can do, but it's a compromise. So we, we should not take this lightly. Like, oh, it's no big deal. Everything still works. Well, no, it doesn't. Why do you think we had the gallbladder in the first place? It's not a spare part. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was, I, it was just a, a passing. I didn't want to push too much at the moment, but I'm going to make time to call and be like, can we, can we talk for a little bit? Like, I'm concerned about your health. Yeah. And like, like you've talked about, it's hard to make people, if they don't want to, yeah. it's hard to, but well, I'm part gonna, of the problem I'm try is at least provide options. Part of the problem is this: the way we live now, 
with, with all these prescription drugs and doctor visits and diseases and conditions, and it has become common, very, very common. In fact, if we put 100 people in a room, 99 of them are all going to believe the same stuff about health. They're all going to be going to their doctors, taking their doctor's advice, taking the prescriptions, getting the procedures, whatever their doctor tells them to do, they'll do. That'll be 99 yeah. people in the room. There, there will be one like you and I. I mean, that, that's probably not even the correct percentage. It's probably smaller than that. So now all yeah. of a sudden, we're the lone voice out here saying, hey, ignore your doctors. This is, this is a horrible system, but we're the ones that look like a nut job because everybody else is all in agreement on all this stuff. Yeah, and like I've, I've talked to some of my coworkers, like one of his wife, I guess, has high cholesterol. I'm like, wow. Good for a, her. Ignore it. And B, get rid of the soda and get rid of the chips and get rid of all this stuff. Because they, they get some, like, I don't know how good it is, but they use the, the Hispanic, local Hispanic markets. And I, I believe those ingredients, I don't know, they might be better than the grocery store. They might not. It might They're just not. be a different package. They're not. Uh, but they cook a lot at home. They, so I was like, just. Go to the local butcher and get better meat and ignore it. Well, I heard if she takes cayenne, it'll help. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, that'll do it. Just keep eating the standard American diet and throw in some cayenne. You'll be fine. Yeah. Remember what I said. There there is nothing we can add to our diet that's going to make us healthier. Nothing. It's all about taking stuff away. The only thing would be more fat if you're not eating fat. But yeah, yeah. More meat, more fat, more, junk. more animal products. That, that should be our diet. The rest of the stuff, just get rid of it. It's not food. All right. Well, I'll let you get to the other call. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Illinois. Jesse, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. What can I help you with today? Uh, my wife recently, uh, been diagnosed with, uh, I guess, pre-diabetes. Um, they just recently decided that they want her to take metformin, and I'm not real crazy about that. Uh, we're going to get her on, uh, NutriSense, get the, the, uh, CGM or CMG, whatever it is. Okay. Uh, here probably next week. Um was wondering should i try to make get her to not take that metformin until she's on that and get some numbers you know more solid other than just the finger prick or so first off let let's talk about the real issue and then we'll come back to the metformin um is there any chance she's going to make any radical changes to her diet well i've been trying to talk her into it and she's not she doesn't like meat a whole lot, so that's kind of one thing I'm struggling with is uh, figuring out what she can eat to, you know, um, kind of make things better. Uh, back in October, I decided to go on a carnivore keto diet, and I lost 30 pounds. Good. And I was hoping that she would see that and go, eh, okay. But she's got this mindset of, uh, well, just because it worked for you doesn't mean it'll work for me. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, but yeah, here we are. So the answer to the question is probably no. She's not going to make a radical change to her diet. Not as radical as she probably should, but I mean, she's 
she knows she needs to change something, but the statement is, oh, I can't change it all at once. Well, well yes, you can. I got to, but... Y yes, you can. <laughs> No, yeah. really, we, we, I'm not saying you should or you have to, but we also shouldn't lie to ourselves. There is zero reason, right. zero reason why any human being on the planet right at this moment could not just decide I'm only going to eat animal products. There's no reason why any one of us could not choose that from this minute forward. No reason. So we shouldn't lie to ourselves like that. Yeah. But, that, but I doubt that she's going to. So uh, the only advice I can give to people, if you're, if you're going to eat the standard American diet, then you might as well just keep going to the standard American doctors and taking the standard American drugs, and you'll end up with the standard American diseases, and then you'll die the standard American death. I have no advice for people if they won't change their diet, none. So could she stick with more of a vegetable diet and still be okay? I mean, no. No, Jeez. you can't. Okay. It's, the, it's eating low fat and, and avoiding animal products that got her here. Right. We, I know we still believe in our mind. I still have a hard time with this. And we, I have a hard time believing that vegetables are, are not really healthy for us. I'm a, I have a huge garden. It's like my biggest hobby now. I grow plant food. I don't eat all that much of it. I'm pretty careful about what I eat. I no longer believe that vegetables are healthy. At best, we might be able to make them neutral. I don't, I don't believe there's a vegetable anywhere that's adding to our health. Okay. Um, what about fruits? Like, the, she not, says, oh, not, not that, no, uh, but hell no. Blueberries are... No, not no, but hell no. Nothing with that kind of sugar load for somebody who's... Di and let's not fool ourselves. She's not pre-diabetic. She's diabetic. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. So, no, I there would be zero, zero fruit. Yeah, okay. Fruit, right. fruit, yeah. fruit becomes a, a reward, kind of a dessert for people who are metabolically healthy. I eat fruit most days because I enjoy it, not because I think it's adding to my health. But I think if I eat it in uh, moderation, one piece of fruit a day, that there's probably no real big downside for me. But that's because I've become metabolically healthy. Right. Okay. Well, I there, she doesn't there, want to take the uh, metformin, but I'm it, having a hard time getting her talked into, well, you gotta choose you, choose one hard you know either. here's here's something i could recommend it's just not going to make much of a difference there all of the testing i've seen is that berberine is is absolutely as effective as metformin and berberine is a completely natural right. supplement um berberine has a lot of advantages she could take the berberine instead, but it, but if she stays on the standard American diet and keeps going back to the doctors, pretty soon the, the berberine won't be doing much and they'll be putting her on Genuvia or Jardiance or some other diabetic drug. All right. Uh, where would I get berberine? You can get it in our or store. Is there... Okay. All right. Her Also, I know her vitamin D was low, and the doctors got her on a pretty high prescription vitamin D, and then she's supposed to go on a uh, uh, 
lower dose, like a more daily dose after she's, <laughs> she's done with that. Um, is there any kind of correlation with that and the diabetes do then? Or? Not really. Not really. The correlation okay. are, is that her vitamin D levels are so low because her diet's so her diet's so poor. Um, what uh, was her number? Do you remember? Uh, don't quote me, but I think it was like a 12. Oh, that a low number. Wow. I, that's really low. Yeah. yeah that's bad. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I supplement vitamin D every day, but even their prescription stuff is kind of a joke. It's they don't add K and we should be adding K2 to balance out the D and it's not always that absorbable. And if they, I, I, did they bother to tell her that if she consumes that vitamin D supplement and there's not enough fat in her diet at the moment that she won't absorb it? They did not. Yeah, our vitamin D drops in the store are dissolved in fat. Your body has to have fat to be able to absorb vitamin D. You tell me she doesn't like meat or animal products, which means most of what she's eating is low fat or really bad fats, and she's probably not going to absorb this vitamin D well. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's trying to answer some questions for me. Um, I said she's kind of hard to get to uh, change your mind on things, but I'm hoping I can and uh, get her to think about it at least a little bit. It's the best we can do. Try, try to be a good example. Um, I know how frustrating it can be, though. All right, we're going to go to Pennsylvania. Pete, welcome. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. I convinced my doctor to get me a continuous glucose monitor and I wanted to run some numbers across with you. Sure. Uh, basically, I can, I can do fasting. I, I really like that. Uh, I watch my carbs and stuff, too, except for uh, meeting my kid for lunch yesterday, having Chinese and Super Bowl weekend. But other than that, I've been trying to stay away from carbs, and it's not hard for me to do either. Okay. But looking at my last 30-day average here, I've only been on it for about maybe three weeks. So this 30-day average is going to give me everything. My uh, From midnight to 6 in the morning, my average is 108. From 6 in the morning to noon, my average is 118. From noon to 6, it's 105. And from 6 to midnight, it's 106 average. And I've only been doing this about three weeks. So if you have the Maybe data four. in front of you, tell me during the three yeah. weeks, what was the highest reading you recorded and the lowest reading? Um, I can give you that too, actually. It has this information on driving, but let's, uh, I can go to my logbook. I can give you like on February 18th without scrolling and triggering my camera in the truck. Uh, February 18th, February 20th, my alarm went off because it dropped off below 70. That's the uh, default setting. Uh, 70 and 250 are the default alarm lines. Uh, it was down to 69. Uh, 69, yeah, 69's the numbers I'm coming up with. What we about had on the Chinese high side? yesterday. I met my kid.
I met my kid for lunch yesterday. We had Chinese. I didn't watch what I ordered. I didn't really care because I'm learning this stuff. It triggered it to maxed out at two ten. Okay, and that that <laughs> tells us something. Within that, an hour of lunch. That that tells so, us that you are insulin resistant. You should not be able to hit two hundred no matter what you eat. Okay. And so, so one of I the reasons I, carb and- I like the continuous glucose monitor is because we get to see all of the readings. Averages can be very deceiving. And using an average is why we have so many people who are diabetic. And here's the typical pattern. You've been going to your doctor year after year. You get your physicals. They do blood work, whatever. And you're always fine. I mean, you're not diabetic. Nobody's ever said anything about it. All of a sudden, you go to the doctor and Uh, like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. You're pre-diabetic. At that point, you're not Uh pre-diabetic. You're already diabetic. It takes us, our system is so screwed up. It takes us 10 years after somebody truly became diabetic to call them diabetic. And here's why. Because we use an average. We use A1C. Well, third grade math tells us that if we get a really high reading like 210, and then we get a really low reading like 60, what happens when we average them? It looks normal, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we keep going by this average our whole life, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, we're pre-diabetic, when when in reality, we're a full-blown diabetic at that point. But if all we look at are averages, we won't be able to figure this out. That's why I don't want the averages off your meter. I want your highs and your lows. That's where I'm going to find the data. We're already seeing it. You're able to go up over 200 with just one meal. That's bad. And now you're starting to drop down into the 60s, which shows poor blood sugar control on the other side. Your body is seeing all this sugar. It can't get your numbers down, and it just keeps cranking out insulin until it finally gets that number to move, and then it drops too low. Now, basically, right now, I'm doing OMAD. That works really good for me because I don't like eating when I'm on the road. I usually pack my cooler with just like uh, meat items. I don't take any carbs with me. Like I might take some leftover chicken wings and put it in my stove. I'm home every day. That's one of my downfalls is the wife. She keeps all kinds of junk around, and if I feel like it, I stick it in my pie hole, and I shouldn't. That's correct. But now that I got this, I don't do it. Good. Good. I like That's... this continuous monitor. I I caught the the last of the one conversation about I don't know three four phone calls ago. Um, I don't know if anybody else has this problem getting one, but I just told my doctor I'm getting one. She can either be part of it or not. Yeah. And you know if it was up to her, I'd be on I'd be on statins. I'd be on. Uh, thyroid medicine but i tell her i'm not taking drugs for that stuff so i said i'd rather just change my diet and i did change my diet pretty good over the summer we remodeled our house i didn't really have time to sit down and stuff my face and i lost a lot of weight and i had my um my cdl physical was due in november and she had told me previously that if i lost 10% 10% of my weight, she would take me off my blood pressure medicine. So I stuck her to it. You know, I'd lost 25 pounds, uh, went down to 209, and uh, she did, I don't think she wanted to, but she agreed to take me off the high blood pressure medicine 
And uh, now I got a two-year physical now. But Good. in the last six months, I've gained it back. Or not even six months. You know, since November, here's three months, I gained that, that to at least 20 back. So I'm hoping this monitor is really going to help me. And I think it has. I keep testing things, you know, like I did with the Chinese yesterday. But I, I know what it can do. And these, that information with that knot shouldn't have to go up that high. You know, I changed the setting on the alarm for 200 instead of 250. So that shouldn't have mild or wild swings like that then, right? So really what you're looking for That's is... That's what you're saying. The, the healthiest people we find run a, a pattern where their blood sugar is almost always between 90 and 140. Okay. You don't really see much below 90 very often, and we don't see much over 140, and that would be a good pattern. So even at 200, yeah. we're way over where we should be. Yeah. I just thought that, no, without your information, I just assumed that was normal for the spike. No. Because I ate so much junk. No. Okay. Well, normally, if I don't eat junk, it stays between 90 and 110. Well, correct. That's that's the whole point. This is all so, about what you eat. Eat the right stuff, the numbers will be right. Okay. So I'm not even approaching that 140, so that's good? That's a, excellent, yes. Okay. All right, sounds good. I don't think I have any other questions right now. All Just right. Just going to stick with it. And good. I don't know what that other guy was going to have to worry about. The I guess the guy was in the, in the hospital. He lost his toes. Yes. Uh, the monitor I'm paying, I'm using the Libre 3. I tried to get it about a year ago, but they didn't have it uh, smartphone compatible. But I got a hold of Libre myself, and they gave me a voucher where I got the reader. So I didn't know there was a reader available a year ago, but I got the reader with a voucher for like 60 bucks. The screen's uh, equivalent to like a flip phone. Right. Not real glamorous, but that's okay. It's given me some information, and for a year, I have a voucher for two sensors a month for 75 bucks. Okay. So to me, that's pretty reasonable for the data that I'm getting. So if anybody out there is looking to do something with that, they can call Libre and get a, uh, a voucher for like half off. Yeah, you first have to get a doctor that'll prescribe one, period. It's not always easy. Some doctors well, just will not do it if you're not on insulin. Um, that's why we kind maybe, of partnered with NutriSense because anybody can go to NutriSense and get one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then you don't need a reader. Well, Theirs is completely compatible with your phone. So I don't need this other reader. My phone is my reader. Um, and honestly, I tell people, look, you, you really... There's no reason to need to wear one of these for more than a month. I mean, really, two weeks yeah. is plenty. What you here's what you'll figure out. If you do enough experimentation, you'll find out that the least reactive foods we can possibly eat, the foods that if we eat mostly animal products, we will never see blood sugar spikes. Okay. That's really what it comes down to. It's why we promote the carnivore diet so heavy. I've been through these. We, we've used these meters enough. We've tested this over and over and over and over. And I, honestly, I, I could tell most people, you don't need one of these meters. Even though I recommend people get them all the time, I'm trying to get their attention. But in reality, nobody needs one. I'll tell you how to eat without that meter. 
Yeah, I like the information. I, I do too. I'm kind of an information junkie, but I also realize in today's world, um, finances are an issue for people. And if, if we don't need to spend money, then let's not. I'd rather them spend that money on good food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how long I'll use it. We'll see. All right. Anything else I can help you with that's, today? That's, I think that's all I got, sir. Thanks for the information. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. We, uh, we are going to wrap this up. I've got a lot to get on to today. Um, we will see you back here tomorrow for a free-for-all and rolling tow. We'll also see you on Friday for uh, a free-for-all and technology and efficiency. Don't forget, get signed up for the CMC. Um, there, there are many, many reasons to do this. If you have ever, ever thought about buying a truck and becoming an owner-operator, this is where you should be. You should be at this CMC event. If you've already got a truck and you want to be more profitable, this is where you should be. If you've had a truck in the past and you failed and you want to try it again, this is where you should be. If you, want, if you have a truck and you're doing pretty well, but you want to grow a fleet and you don't know how, this is where you should be. If you've been leased to a carrier and you want to get out there and get some customers of your own and run under your own authority, this is where you should be. This is the most comprehensive program I've ever put together. And uh, we kick it off at Matt's. So get registered. We only have 200 seats and they're going fast. I'm pretty sure we've sold well over half already. Uh, and we can't expand this. So when we hit 200, we hit 200. That's it. We're, it's, we're too far into the game right now. Um, this is what our budget will support. This is a pretty expensive event to put on. Uh, and we're not charging much. Uh, we're not even covering our cost. So... If you have any questions, you can call our tribe care team or you can go to registration for mats and uh, get signed up there. We will see you tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.